please. My name is the Reverend Lisa Mason, and I have the great honor of being the rector of St. John's Episcopal Church in Larchmont. I pray that you enjoy this time together. I'm inviting you to open your minds and hearts to whatever message God is sending you during this sermon. I think of a sermon as an invitation, an opportunity to break open scripture together, whether we are diving into what was happening in the world at the time the story happened, or whether we are discovering what this scripture means to you today in your life, or all the above, whatever God is calling you to hear, to find healing, to find hopeful, to find clarifying, to find reassuring, I pray that this time does that for you, that you have something that you can go away from this time together with, knowing that it was meaningful and you are thankful that you joined and participated. Be slow to anger and quick to forgive. In the name of God, Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So our scriptures today invite us into a journey of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a complex practice in our spiritual life. It is multi-leveled. I want to start by calling us to that prayer that we say every Sunday in church, and I know probably many of you say it every day, and that's the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. It is a relationship with God and a relationship with each other. I cannot tell you how heartbroken I am when people do not believe that God forgives abundantly. People will say, if God only knew what I did, if God only knew how I treated my fellow human being, God would not love me anymore. I want you to know that God does know every single thing about us, the things that we appreciate about ourselves, the things that we so dislike about ourselves. God knows every word we say out loud or in our own minds, in our hearts. God knows our actions, and God loves us anyway. God will always forgive what we have done if we turn to him in our baptismal covenant. When we fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. So we believe in a God that will forgive us, and we are called to forgive those who have hurt us. And we're called to forgive ourselves. So there's three layers to this relationship of forgiveness. It's truly embracing that God will forgive you abundantly and love you and make you new. Then we are called to love others who have hurt us. That's where that word as comes in. We are forgiven as we forgive others. When someone betrays our trust, it hurts. It's like binding us in a place of darkness and deep grieving and often anger. When someone shares something that we told them, that we asked to be held in confidence, and we find out it hurts. When something in life happens that is truly not fair, it 
hurts and it needs to be named. And then we have to do the hard work of forgiving. And then we have to be willing to accept when we're forgiven. It is a hard road. We are hurt many, many times. And when you forgive someone or someone forgives you, it doesn't mean you don't remember. It doesn't mean that you forget. But you are made new in a way that can learn to love again, to try to build a relationship of love. And I don't know about you, but one of the things I find really hard is to forgive myself. I look back at the times where I've said something hurtful to my husband, no comment, um, to my husband, and I'll apologize for days. And he's like, you are someone that wholeheartedly believes in forgiveness. Accept it. It is hard to forgive ourselves. So I pray that we find ways to truly experience the mercy of God. Now, we have had several, many of this congregation comes from a different faith tradition, and especially in the Catholic tradition. So I really want to use this moment to talk about, in the Episcopal tradition, how we seek forgiveness. There are three ways. One is just directly between you and God. You say your prayers, you ask God's forgiveness on the words you said or the things you did, thoughts you had, the temptations, and God forgives. That is confession. We also believe in the confession that we do together as a church every Sunday. We ask God to humbly hear our confession. Now there's that long pause that not very many people feel comfortable in, in between that statement and when we actually start the words of that confession. But that is a moment of silence, so that if something is on your heart, you may in your heart lift it up to God, and then we confess together. And what do we do after we confess? We make peace with one another. In the ancient traditions of the church, if you could not make peace with someone, you would go home, find that person, ask for forgiveness, and then come back when that relationship was restored. We don't literally do that every Sunday, but we do that before the peace so that we can fully embrace each other in God's peace. And then we break bread together. The third, and it's a often hidden, one of my favorite sacraments, and that is we do have private confession. It's called reconciliation of the penitent. And it is most often used when someone absolutely can't let go. Even though they've been forgiven by God and forgiven by another human being, they're just hanging onto it. They can't set it aside, or as Dorothy Green would say, they can't seem to float it. Because as soon as they let it go, they grab it right back. And that is what reconciliation of the penitent is for. for do, to do your work to discover what is kept keeping you bound up in a place of sin or feeling not forgiven. And then to come and meet with a priest for that is shared. And I have the unbelievable, humbling blessing of proclaiming God's forgiveness. And then you are free unless you choose to grab it again. It is a powerful, powerful sacrament. And it is available to any of you and all of you at any time. And people ask me this question, so I'm going to go ahead and give you the answer before you ask me the question. And that is, I do not carry it around with me. I float it to God. And I never even ask about the subject ever again unless you come to me again. And so know that that is truly a holy time and a very powerful time. 
God wants us to live in a relationship with love. And we are broken human beings, so we're going to do things we wish we hadn't or not do the things we wish we had. And God wants to be in that relationship with us to help us have the courage to forgive and to accept forgiveness and be made new. God, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That is the work of a beloved community, beloved by God and beloved by each other. May we be slow to anger and quick to forgive. All in God's love. Amen. Thank you again for this time together. I pray that we always remember that we are part of a much bigger story, the story of God's love for God's people and the call for us to learn how to love God and learn how to love each and every other person we encounter with the kind of love that God has for us. And now for a blessing. Be present to today. Do not be anxious about what might happen tomorrow. The same God who cares for you today will care for you tomorrow. God will either shield you from suffering or you will be given the unfailing strength to bear it. So be at peace then and cast aside all anxious thoughts and imaginations. In the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you this day and remain with you forever. Amen.